All right, welcome to episode one. This is the first episode. Uh, I'm really excited to share this, and it's so new that I'm, frankly, I'm still unclear on what the name actually is going to be, uh, what it is. By the time this is up, you'll probably already see the name, um, and that probably is a great place to start of where uh, one of the things that I see is often a barrier for people is letting perfectionism and needing things to be so good or just right, or having the plan, or the clarity of it, and that becomes a barrier. And uh, I think that uh, what's more important than perfection is progress, and that we must just be taking action and just going forward. So welcome to this episode. I think this might be called Ignite the Fire, or it might even be going off the title of my book, Mastering Your Mission. Uh, In this episode, I wanna talk about confusion of the entrepreneur and that resistance that we feel. Um, So, I, a couple years ago, started, went to start a new business. I already owned a business, I'll talk about that in a second, but I, I, that's, that's done well and, and done millions in online sales. Um, but I went to start something new, and I wanted to start a business that I felt was from my heart. You know, something that I felt I wanted to impact lives, I wanted to make a difference, uh, I wanted to do something really meaningful that I could be proud of, and, and I wanted to grow big and impact a lot of people. And I started, but then I didn't fully commit. It's like I, I, I would have these spits and spurts. Like I'd, I'd get going really good, and then I'd kind of like not, and then I'd, I'd be going again, and then I kind of lose it. And I just I struggled with this like focus, and I, I questioned, is this the right idea? Like I don't know. And even in the beginning, like I got some good results. I was doing some workshops and some coaching, consulting. Um, I, I had an online group that had 25 people doing like a six, eight week uh, program. I started speaking on it and people were loving it and they were coming out saying, oh my gosh, this is changing the way that, that, I'm, that I look at growing my business and yet, um, and yet I just, I didn't follow through and I was flaky with it. And that really led, I would say that sparked me on the journey of why do we do that? Why? Why do we not follow through? Why do we question? Why do we not stay focused? Why do we procrastinate? Like, why do we hesitate on the things that we know uh, will grow our business and grow our mission? So this whole, uh, this podcast, this, this, you know, however you're watching this or, or hearing this, um, whether it's on YouTube or, or in podcast audio format, um, that's what this is really gonna be about. And uh, I just recently did a 30-day transformational group uh, where I was doing guided uh, content and something that I've created, uh, which is um, basically a, a form of uh, guided neuro visualization um, conditioning. So it's a, it's a, I'm a certified hypnotherapist, uh, a Reiki master. I've studied NLP, um, started parts therapy, uh, and I've gone deep into a lot of like subconscious work over the last few years to unpack these these uh, things and. Recently, what's really struck me is how we create our expectations on ourselves, and we have this like pressure that we put on ourselves to do these things. But sometimes that pressure is coming from other people's goals. Like we've seen the things that other people have done, and our mind has grabbed onto it. Well, if I could do that too, I'd be happy. If I could create that, if I could just be at that place, instead of acknowledging that we have to do what we love in the journey. We have to, we have to enjoy the journey. Happiness is the way, it is not a destination. Um, So in my first business, 
I've been miserable at a job. I mean, I'd worked a job for, uh, I was in this company for about eight years. It was a great career. I was making awesome money. Keep in mind, I'm a high school dropout. I'm, I'm someone who like years, like in high school, I wanted to party and get high and was, um, and you know, and don't judge me too much for that. And uh, just wanted to be a rock star and thought I was gonna play in a band. And years later, I've worked into a career. I've got a great reputation. I'm in leadership in this company and um, I'm miserable. And I just, I felt the pull in my gut. You know that feeling like I'm just capable of more. I just wanna go out and do something more fulfilling. And I felt that pull, so I finally get the courage to quit and start a business. And I have no skill, really. I have no passion, I have no uh, ability, no clear thing, no, no real clear product or service like way I'm gonna do it. I don't really have much money, I don't even have a plan. Like, it was just crazy, I just quit. People are like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You have a great job, why are you leaving? And I had to, I just had to go pursue something else. So I set out and uh, within less than a year, I've spent my savings, I'm starting to run up my credit cards, I have no idea where I'm going. Just over a year, I'm in a financial mess. Uh, I've, I've maxed out my credit cards, I, I'm behind on my bills, I've got collection companies calling, like it was brutal. And people are like, dude, like go back to that job, go back, and I was just, I couldn't, like I knew what was back there, right? And so I'm like, no, like I can't go back to that, fuck that. So I, um, but I have to move into my apartment. I move into my girlfriend at the time, her parents' basement. You know, I felt like total loser, right? And uh, I didn't have a vehicle on the road, and she used to drive me to the bus station. I'd take a couple, uh, an hour bus or an hour and a half bus into the city, and I would, and I started going door to door, handing out flyers, just trying to sell these products. And and I wasn't trying to scam anybody, or or like I was actually selling good products. And there were people that needed and wanted what I was selling. And so I was really just out there, like handing out flyers, trying to find those people. And, um, you know, it's interesting because when we're in that place of struggle, you know, just desperation, it creates motivation, right? Like when we're, when we're, we have that pressure in that way, it makes us cut the crap and just get focused. You know, I'm not a huge one for like the whole hustle and grind entrepreneurial mentality. I believe that it should be more effortless and we should enjoy the process and we should be in flow and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't feel always feel hard, but simultaneously, we also have to question our assumptions and notice when our resistance or fear or hesitation is getting in the way. And not that we should grind our way through that. I mean, who wants to grind? But we also have to know that there's times where our mind maybe wants to take the lazy, easy way route through. Our mind wants to avoid. You know, if I left everything up to my mind, I would just sit around eating party mix and just watching YouTube videos, and, and that would be my life. And so that's the easy way, right? Like that, but that's not gonna take me where I wanna go. So when we're in that state of stress and pressure, it creates motivation because we don't have space to, to screw around. And there's a thing called Parkinson's Law. And if you're not familiar with Parkinson's Law, it's this guy, I think it was John Parkinson maybe, Parkinson, uh, he was born in 1909, I believe, in London and uh, studied in universities there, was in the military, eventually became a professor. And he came up with this law that says a project or task will expand or contract to fill the amount of time available. Right, so any, so th let me repeat that. A project or task, like something we have to do, 
will either expand into time or take less time based on the amount of time it's given. Right? So if you remember being in school or in job or something where we have a deadline and we just get so like when that deadline comes, we get in the zone, right? Like we get focused, we clear distractions, we don't go have fun with friends, we don't go out whatever, we just get to it and get it done. And sometimes in those instances, we do our best work when we just have that pressure because I believe because we stop overanalyzing, we stop overthinking what we're doing and we allow ourselves to just tap into and flow. Um, but yet when we don't have a deadline, we can procrastinate, distract it, overthink it, overcomplicate it, drag it out. So I just, uh, you know, I'm here in a house that we just built um, and uh, I managed that project myself and I'd never done that before. It was, it was a really cool process, a really stressful, crazy process, but, but really has paid off in the long run. And when we were nearing our inspection for our occupancy permits, like so there's a series of inspections and the last one is where the building inspector approves you to actually move in. And when we're in the last weeks towards that, I was working unbelievably hard here. Like the hours were crazy, seven days a week, around the clock, up early, here late, and enjoying it. Not even, not, you know, having moments of being like, oh man, but overall enjoying the process, like really enjoying doing the work. I was loving being in the zone. And then there were some projects I didn't get done that weren't needed for us to move in, more like aesthetic things or whatever. But, um, but then the inspector comes and does the inspection. And then those projects that were uncompleted, instantly not even looked at not even thought about for months, right? But yet if they were a requirement, I would have gotten them done. And so it's not, it's not to shame ourselves. You know, one of the things I think we so commonly do is we, is we shame and, and we feel like we have shoulds and oh, I should have did this and I should have did that. And we guilt ourselves, and we have shame on ourselves, And that doesn't serve either because that's actually bringing our self-acceptance down. Judging ourselves is not the way. But we do have to acknowledge, we have to look. So years ago when I was in the business, I was just in that stress zone where I had to focus. And I went from, uh, I started to make a little money door to door and things didn't work out with that girl and I ended up camping out. I like basically lived in a shed. It was a eight by 16 shed and I camped out in there and I would drive my truck a couple hours into the city, do the door to door thing, sleep in my truck overnight do the door to door some more, do that for a couple days, come back. And I just studied online, studied online. And I was like, I can make this work. I can make this work. And I was just obsessed in it. Right? Because to me, selling meant eating, selling a product meant having my phone working. It meant having my vehicle going. It, it meant finding a place to live again and getting out of living in the shed being camped out. And it just made me focus. And I narrowed down to one product with one offer sold in one way. That's it. It was one method of, of, of showing this one offer promoting one product. And I focused on that for four years, four years on that one. And at about the four, um, at five, I should say probably about five years, uh, until we hit our first million dollar sales year. And it went within the first year, uh, I was selling over $150,000. Second year, it was like 225,000. Third year, it was 375. Uh, fourth year, we were up over 500. And then 
we, it was like 800 to 1,000 to a million, something in that range. And, and, and then, so it was somewhere in that range of like four to six years, we hit that million dollar mark. Um, and then to date, like that was, we hit that point like five years ago and then five or six years ago. And to date, that company is still so narrowly focused on that one product, sold in that one way with that one offer and still does over a million dollars a year. So the recipe there was just focused. Like I can't, I don't have the capacity to be distracted, but here's the interesting thing. So I told you, I started this by saying how I started a business a couple years ago and was just getting distracted and getting flaky. See, I was in a very different position. I didn't have that stress. I didn't have that financial crunch. I didn't have any of that forcing me to get focused. And uh, I had a business already doing well. I have cash flow, you know, well over $100,000 a month um, that I could pull cash as I needed it. So I didn't have that driving thing. I didn't have any desperation making it a must. So then when I got started, it's like, well, maybe I'll do that and I wouldn't commit and I wouldn't follow through and I get distracted and I'd, I'd like kind of be in and kind of be out and I dabbled. Right, And I dabbled because there was nothing making it a must. And so what I'm talking about is, what is your motivator? What is motivating you to take action? So if it's, when it's desperation, that's powerful. It's a powerful motivator. Now I'm not saying we need to be in a state of desperation because we don't wanna live there. But if you're in a place of desperation, that's probably motivating you. But that desperation is also only created by our standard of what's okay you know, the level of what we will accept in our lives. And we're usually within that. So what we move to though, is motivation from inspiration, right? Formerly we're in motivation from desperation. I'm talking about going into motivation from inspiration and how we can work from a place where we love it. And one of the things that I've seen is I believe the recipe is, one, we have to enjoy what we're doing. We really have to enjoy it. And so when I look back at me studying that online, I loved it. I actually really liked doing that work and um, developed that part of me. And why did I like that work? I liked it because online building in that way, and I plan to do videos. You could maybe, maybe by the time you're watching this, I've got other videos talking about more about the specifics of online marketing because that is so confusing for a lot of people. And, and frankly, like, I just want to throw this out there. There's a lot of people trying to take your money and not deliver what you think you're buying, right? But here's the reason why. There's a different, let me, I'm just going to throw this in. It's a little off topic, but if you're, you know, obviously you're an entrepreneur that you're here. And so I think this is a key thing is the difference between, um, actually, you know what? No, I'm going to do another video for that. I'm not going to go off. Look for a video called the difference between marketing talent and technical talent. Because I'm going to break down how you can hire technical people to uh, do graphic design, to do websites, to do funnels, to do emails, to do landing pages, to do social media, to do all that stuff. Technical talent that has ability. But marketing talent understands the psychology. The psychology of what people are thinking. Where is their awareness in relation to you? Where is your relationship at this stage? How should you communicate based on those things? Good marketing talent is gonna be expensive. Like guys, like you cannot be paying somebody 500, 1,000, $1,500 a month for marketing talent. You can hire technical talent at that price point, 
but you're going to have to manage those people more because they need guidance. They often, here's the thing, check this out. The, the technical talent out there doesn't even know much of it doesn't even know that they aren't marketing talent. Like it's crazy, right? There are people out there that assume they can do Facebook ads for you and they'll call themselves marketing people, but they're not marketing people. Their technical ability. They don't understand the, the psychology of the problem you solve for someone, of the language that you would use in a sales call. Like think about when you're talking to somebody, if you have a product or service or thing you offer, when you're in that conversation with someone, the things that you would talk about and how all the little subtleties, they need to know how to pull that out of you and put that in your message. Anyway, go check that, find that video. Um, I'll probably, that's, I'll title it that now because I've talked about that here. Um, I don't want to go any further than that. But for me, I loved the online marketing aspect because it was about uh, data. It was about analytics. It was psychology. It was, um, and I was always good with being, I love being tested and I love numbers. Now, I was not somebody who was good in school. I was labeled a bad kid. If anything, I was given limiting beliefs from teachers that took me years of like my own inner work to pull some of that shit out of me. I feel like they made me feel like a loser. And by the time I was in high school, I just dropped out to go party, right? Because I never felt good enough uh, according to just the way that 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 the school system made me feel. And, um, and so I wasn't good in school, but I did, I was always good with numbers and I was, uh, and I always liked, I just like being challenged. I like being tested. So for me, that online was the ultimate puzzle. Like it's the ultimate, like, okay, it's like, how do we get people on the, on the site? And then how do I get them to like click through and want to contact me or want to buy? And it's like, okay, if I try this and I'd look at, and I'd be excited, I'd stay up late and i put stuff on, I'd wake up early the next morning and look and see what happened. And I enjoyed that process. My point is, is that you have to look at the way that you're growing your business. You have to enjoy what it is you're doing. And if you're looking at what someone else did, then you are setting yourself up to fail if you don't love doing what that other person did, right? Like if you don't love writing, if you hate it, don't write a blog <laughs> like because you're going to procrastinate it. But if you hear yourself going, I should write a blog, that's bullshit. That's not your goal. That's something you got from someone else. If you feel like oh, I should be doing video, but you hate being on video, don't do it, right? Even though the industry is telling you that that's the best way, it is not the only way. In that company that does, that, that does over $7 million a year, we, we do a lot with people in the trade show realm who just go out and have conversations and in one weekend can get like hundreds, if not thousands of leads and clients. There are many ways. You have to find the way that works for you, for what you love. So I believe you have to enjoy what you're doing. You have to um, find a way to, to make yourself get focused, like just in the zone and, and remember the Parkinson's law. You, the, the tasks, the things at hand, Something has to be there that gives us a time limit so that we're not just like, oh, I can do this at some point. And you've got to set that for yourself and set those mini timelines to get those things done and, and enjoy the work and enjoy the journey and uh, be easier on yourself and appreciate yourself for it. So um, so I, I, this is my first video. This is what I wanted to share. So I hope that you're taking away the key point here is 
the reason that often there's a lot of confusion, distraction, procrastination, avoidance, not resistance, not getting it done is because we've grabbed on a few reasons. One is we've grabbed onto goals that are not our own. We're in the, the mind is creating, if I could, if, if, the, if I created this, then I'd be happy, but that's not the way it, it's, we have to be happy in the journey and then we will create that. So that's one. Number two is also creating leverage on ourselves, creating motivation where we have to be focused. Like we don't have a choice. And, um, and, uh, and then I guess number three, although it kind of ties to one is enjoying what we're doing, enjoying the process. I, I like creating content. I like writing. I like doing video. That's why I'm here doing this is I like doing those things. Um, if you don't love it, don't do it. But if it's something that needs to be done, so I've got a little trick and I use this with my coaching clients, um, is when they're like, Oh, I should do this thing. I'm like, okay, what is the result of the thing that you want to do? What is the true result? And sometimes we have to layer that down. Like what's the result? Like, Oh, because, um, uh, because of this. Well, why do you want that? Well, because of this. Why do you want that? So sometimes you have to ask why a couple of times. Like, what is the real result you want from that? And then ask yourself, is that, um, what is the way there, right? How can I get that result? So if you know the result is, say, like, I don't know, there's something you want built or created or whatever it may be. What is the result? Why do you want that? And how can you get that? And then when you look at the how, is there a how that you love or not. Because if you love it, then maybe it's something for you. Like in my company, I've got a team now, but you know what? I love the marketing and the, and the analytics. We're going to continue to grow that business. And when I look at the hows of it, I've got a team to handle most of it. Cause there's a lot of things that I've learned. I don't love. I just a ton that I don't love, but I like marketing. So in that realm, yes, I'll, I'm going to do those activities. Yeah, totally. In the other realm, I'm going to, I'm going to get someone on my staff to take care of those things. Uh, leverage that out. And it's picking and choosing which ones do I want to spend my time doing? Which ones do I want to get someone else to do? So for you, which tasks do you, uh, well, for, what is the goal? What is the destination? What do you want to create? How does that have to happen? Do you want to do that? Or who can you get to do that for you? And when you can really break it down in that way, it becomes easier to look at and go, okay, that's what it looks like. But remember, when you look at the how, when you look at, um, like I do this when I'm like, I was just driving somewhere uh, a couple hours ago and an idea, oh, you know what? I should do this thing. And I was like, okay, well, hold on. What's the result that I want from doing that thing? And I was like, oh, the result is, I can't even remember the thing now, but I'm like, oh, the result is this. Do I really want that result? Or like, what are the ways to get that result? And then as they sat with it, I was like, no, actually I don't care enough about that. I have enough other things to do and I can let go of that. But we're inundated with so much, especially in social media and other and influencers and other people that are like, you gotta be on Facebook and you gotta create YouTube and you gotta create a podcast and you gotta do this and you gotta write a book and you gotta da 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 da. And it creates so much stress and pressure and all of this like, ah, like trying to handle it all when it's now become an expectation that we have put on our, on ourself from seeing other people and thinking that we need to do what they've done. Think about that. That doesn't serve anybody. And it just creates friction. Why should we do that? If we don't want to do it, if we're not doing it, don't do it. Who cares? Like do what's going to make you happy now. In a million years from now, like imagine this, there will be a point in a million years. In a million years, will it matter if I created a podcast or not? No. 
like think about even a 2000 years ago. Let's like, let's imagine a couple thousand years ago in the year 20, <laughs> there were people that were struggling with some of the same similar things. Should I do this or that or whatever? I mean, they would probably have more desperation force them to focus, but let's just say there was people, you know, a couple thousand years ago that were debating, should I do this or do that? We don't know those people. We have no idea who they are. It doesn't matter. Let's let go of the expectation that we need to do everything. Let's look at what would I love to do? What would I enjoy doing? What would fulfill me to do on a daily basis? And it would take me towards something successful. Um, so think about that. Uh, let me know. What are, what are you feeling? What's your response? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Can you see this for yourself? Did you have an aha? If you have an aha, I'd love to hear it. If you know somebody else that, that could really stand to watch this, share it with them. Um, and don't forget to uh, subscribe. This is my first video. Uh, subscribe, like, whatever, all that kind of stuff. And, um, and find me on social media. Hit me up. Send me a comment, a message. Um, just excited to start sharing and connecting with people. All right. Hope you enjoyed. See you soon.